Welcome to the Strongstown United Methodist Church. Join us for worship each Sunday morning at 11. Here's this week's message. I love that song, Nothing About the Blood of Jesus. So now we come to our scripture reading. It's in the Gospel of Luke, and it's chapter 24, verses 36 through 49. So it's Luke 24, verses 36 through While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it, because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the Law of Moses, the Prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. This is the word of God for the people of God. So also a suggested reading for this week is Acts chapter 3, um, 12 through 19. And it also talks about, in, in verse 19, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and that times of refreshing may come of the Lord. And then the last suggested reading is from uh, the book of First John, and it also talks about our sins and uh, repentance. And Easter's such a wonderful time, and especially the resurrection of our Lord and during these days up, leading up to Pentecost when he appeared to certain people, to his disciples, to Mary, to men on the road. Like when he appeared during these days, right, after his resurrection. Like they have eyewitnesses right who saw our lord risen from the dead in the flesh and blood like he tells the disciples here right i'm not a ghost right he knew what they were thinking why are you troubled i'm not a ghost and and he says touch me feel me right i'm flesh and bone and these scriptures remind me that we are all flawed but faithful right like we're flawed but we're faithful 
we try and try to turn from sin to make the right decisions at every turn. Right? We're faithful. But we're flawed. That's our nature. But so were the disciples, faithful but flawed. Who was there at the crucifixion? They all fled. John. John was the only one who stayed till the end. The scripture doesn't tell us where the other 11 were. We can imagine they went and they hid. They were afraid. Just like we get afraid. The world's a scary place full of challenges that we're not always up to. Right? We don't always understand. So sometimes we're afraid and we run and hide. We're not always joyous. It's so easy to get beaten down. But we are faithful. We're flawed, but we're faithful. Right? We're faithful. And what beautiful imagery it is in the Bible. And what beautiful stories that we have of people in the Bible who are flawed but faithful. Think of Simon Peter. He denied the Lord three times. After Jesus told him, you're going to deny me three times. Not me, Lord, I'll die for you. Yeah, you did eventually. After you carried out the mission, you died for the Lord. But you denied him three times on the night he was betrayed before the cock crowed. But what does the Lord say in the scripture when he meets his disciples? He says, peace be with you. Not, uh-huh, you're going to get what's coming to you now. You didn't leave me, now you're going to get it. That's the world talking. Okay, that's the world talking. Let's be clear. That's not God talking. God doesn't say you get what you deserve. Right? And we learned nothing over Lent and Easter. Christianity is not about what you deserve. It's about the grace of God, the gift of salvation. And that is to be happy about, right? The world's going to beat you down. The world's going to say you only get what you deserve. You better get what you want before someone else gets it, right? It's a competition. Get on that treadmill. Don't ever get off. God didn't set that up for us. God set up, here's a gift. I freely give you and I give you free will to accept that gift or not what a wonderful loving father we have he doesn't force his will on us we can accept it or not accept the gift but what I want us to take from the scripture today is Jesus came with peace be with you he knew his disciples were in pain. He knew they were in emotional distress. He knew all these things. And he knew they needed peace. Just like we need peace. Just like we need peace that prayer gives us. We need the peace that repentance gives us. We need the peace knowing that when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, we became reconciled with our Father. And that reconciliation gave us a new relationship with him. And through repentance, which is an active thing that we regularly do, because we can't get through one day without sin of some sort entering into our life, 
that repentance gives us that feeling of being unburdened and uplifted. And we can go do it again the next day, right? Because God never says no. My sin isn't any worse than your sin. Your sin isn't any different than your sin. Sin is death. Sin is all the same. It's not for us to feel guilty about. It's for us to be humbled over, feel pain over, and want to be forgiven by because of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. God didn't send his son here to only die for certain sins. Right? If it was, it would have listed it. Right? It would have been listed. It's not listed. Because he came to die for the sins of all mankind. All the sins of all mankind. Even Judas ate with Jesus that night of the Last Supper. Right? Jesus even knew he was going to be betrayed. He died for Judas too. But Judas couldn't take advantage of forgiveness, right? He let his guilt burden drive him over the edge, right? Let's not make that fatal mistake in our Christianity because we have hindsight. We know that our God is forgiving and loving. But it's all about the love. The love that he felt for us by giving his son. The love his son felt for us by going to the cross. The love of the resurrection. It's all about love. It's not about guilt. It's not about just deserves. So let's take from the scripture today, it's all about love. Peace be with you. Yes, this world is going to have struggles. Yes, you're going to be sad at times. Yes, things are going to happen that are going to make you unhappy. But it's all about love and peace. And while the world flails around you and chaos comes from here and there, you can go in prayer to God, the creator of everything. He cares enough to have created this pathway for you to talk to him in prayer and unburden yourself, however that is. And what's he just ask of you? Faithful, you're flawed. Get over yourself. Just be faithful. Be faithful when he asks you to take a bag of food up to church because they're collecting food that day. Be faithful when the thought comes, I haven't talked to so-and-so before. I'm going to send them a text. Be faithful when your heart is moved because you got to forgive somebody for something they did to you. Just be faithful. And while the love of God brought you here, brought you to the epiphany that Jesus' sacrifice led you to feel sorry for your sin and led you to a relationship with God, that maybe while you shine your love out into your world to the people whose lives you can touch, because those are different than the lives that I can touch, right? That as you spread that love, people will be like, wow, I don't deserve this kindness I'm getting from this person. wonder why. And that as we spread those seeds of love around, and that curiosity starts to get peaked in their mind, the Holy Spirit then has a chance to work. 
when we start seeing more people here and more people shining light. Right? Because that's how it works. That's how it works. God is shown to the world through us. Let's not keep him a secret. Let's show him to the world. Because it's all about love. And reconciliation, I mean, let's think about the, I, I, besides Peter being reconciled to Jesus, when Jesus, after the resurrection, says to Peter, do you love me? Right? He asks him three times, doesn't he? Do you love me, Pierce? Do you love me? And by the third time, Peter's like, yes, I love you. You know all things. You know I love you. He's getting kind of upset a little bit, right? I don't think he's getting upset so much as he's being humbled. Because he knows he denied the Lord three times, but yet Jesus isn't bringing up the past, right? He's not saying, you denied me, but do you love me? He doesn't even bring up the denial, right? Because he's forgiven him already. He just asked Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Do you love me? Take care of my sheep. Feed my sheep, right? Do you love me? That's all he asks us. He knows we're flawed. He's okay with that, right? You can't hide that from him anyway. So he's okay that we're flawed. He just wants us to be faithful. All right? And the other reconciliation story that really, really, there's lots of them in the Bible, but the other one is Joseph, right? So Joseph's brothers are so jealous of him being dad's favorite that they throw him in a well, and then they sell him off to the Egyptians, and they tell the father this big lie, right? And, and then what happens? Time passes, Joseph rises to a place of power in Egypt, and the famine hits, right? And Jacob has to send the brothers into Egypt to get food. And eventually, what, Joseph reveals himself to his brothers, and there's this wonderful reconciliation. And that's what this whole Easter season is. That's why Christ walked us planet after he rose from the dead, to show us that our sins are to be wiped out, wiped out through him. Forgiveness is to be preached because he didn't come here to judge us. He came here to save us. There will be judgment. Don't get me wrong. Right? There will be judgment. But for those of us with Christ as our Savior, the judgment is short and sweet. Right? We show up with Christ at our side washed clean by the blood of the lamb, judgment is short and sweet. But we have to think about our brothers and sisters who don't have Christ at their side on judgment day. That's where our heart should be saddened and should be heavy. And that's why we shine out the love of Christ wherever we can. Because as we shine out more of him, we take in more of him, and we shine out more of him, all of a sudden, the darkness isn't quite so dark, right? The darkness isn't quite so dark. And then more people find the strength to shine out the light. And the darkness isn't quite so dark. And we've done our part. And we have that reconciliation and that repentance. And it all comes back to God's love for us. And it all comes back to the news of the angels to the shepherds, right? Good news of great joy for all people. Not just about the birth of our Christ, but at his death, at his resurrection, and every day since then. Good 
news of great joy for all people. So that joy you feel, that unburdening you feel, knowing that Christ is your Savior, knowing that you have life everlasting with the Lord, knowing that the burdens of this world aren't going to hold you, you can give that feeling of joy to other people. And isn't that a beautiful thing? That you can shine the love of God to other people's lives. And that love that God showed us was unconditional. And I think sometimes, just like the devil's so good at making us want to feel guilt, when God didn't bring guilt into it, right? Jesus said, peace be with you. Not, okay, let's see what you did, right? God didn't bring guilt into it. The devil brings guilt to the base of the cross. The devil brings that wedge in. The world brings the wedge in by brainwashing us that you should only get what you deserve. God didn't do that. That wasn't the design of Jesus walking this earth. Unconditional love. But then I think also the world twists that unconditional love to mean accepting of everything that you do. We are to love each other unconditional, meaning without condition, meaning without regard to right or wrong, meaning without judgment. So I can love my neighbor who is steeped in a lifestyle full of sin and not, and my love for them not be a rubber stamp of their sinful life, right? I love you unconditionally. That doesn't mean I accept what you're doing is right, just like Jesus, right? He loves us unconditionally. He loves us in our flawed state, but he loves us flawed but faithful, right? His flawed but faithful servant. So as we were led to Christ and to God and to our everlasting Father through the sacrifice of Jesus and his unconditional love, let us bring others to that same epiphany, to the cross, to the blood of Christ through our unconditional love of them. And let us remember that there is no place for guilt in our relationship with God. There is no place for that type of feeling because he loves us regardless of our flawed nature. Because we're faithful servants, we get up every day doing our best to avoid sin, to shine his light out, and to do his will that he plans for us each and every day. So we're going to sing the closing hymn today, number three.